Good morning and welcome to The Business Of. My name is Michael Guyman, President and CEO of the Tucson Metro Chamber, and I will be your host for, well, the foreseeable future. The Tucson Metro Chamber is the voice of business for our region as we boldly advocate for a stronger business community. The topic of this morning's The Business Of is Pets Helping Kids. And my guest is Pi Paletta, Southern Arizona Community Engagement Manager for Gabriel's Angels. Before we get started, I would like to recognize a few of our Keystone investors, including Cox Communications, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, and TMC Health. All right, let's get started. Pi, welcome to the lovely Arizona Lotus Corp Studios. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here and talk to you and share more about Gabriel's Angels. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this too. This is super interesting. And I love the photo that uh, you shared with us that we'll probably post of, of you and the dog. You remind me of the dog's name. Well, that's actually my dog and she's not a therapy dog, but you know, if you work for Gabriel's Angels, you need a photo with a dog. Uh, my dog's name is Osa. Osa, that's right, which is bear, right? It is, female bear. We adopted <laughs> her and that was her name and it fit her, uh, so we kept it. Oh, that's that's excellent. Well, she may not be a part of the, the you know, Gabriel's Angels, but I'm sure she still gives you uh, a lot of comfort and support. You know, she does. I think, um, I think it's widely known and accepted that animals in our lives really have a positive impact on us. Um, Osa is certainly no different. I, I always joke around because I have horses and goats too. Oh, so wow. I have a lot of therapy animals of my own. <laughs> uh, if I have a rough day, I can go home and wrap my arms around 900 pounds of horse. And it's amazing how much they can just wash away whatever's happened in the day and, and make the world just right again. It's so true. We have three dogs ourselves, ranging from a year and a half, almost two years, to 14. Uh, they're all labs, two white labs, and and a black lab. So yeah, they're <laughs> dogs are very, very important. I It's, it's funny, I thinking back, I through my life, I haven't, I, there's there's been maybe a couple months where I haven't had an animal in my life. So I, I fully agree with what uh, what you're talking, and have experienced what you're talking about, Pi. That's it's very important. Mm -hmm. I think most people with dogs really they understand that. I mean, yes. they they may get them as a pet, but if you ask them, um, they understand the how much they mean and how much they improve your day. Not always, you know. Dogs can be, <laughs> dogs can be, you know, they can take some training, and you get a new one, and they're now not housebroken. Uh -huh. um, that is not a stress reducer. <laughs> no. Um, but in general, they're just they're great. They're just great to have around. Absolutely. Well, and, and horses and goats too, apparently, right? Usually, almost all the time. Yes. <laughs> So, so let's get into Gabriel's Angels. How and when did Gabriel's Angels start? Well, Gabriel's Angels was started in the year 2000. Uh, there was a woman, her name was Pam Gaber, and she was the founder. She used to volunteer at a crisis nursery. And at the time, she had a young dog, a Weimaraner, named, of course, Gabriel. Now, um, she decided during the holidays to dress Gabriel up, and she took him to the crisis nursery with her. And what they saw was the children there had a dramatic difference in their behavior. Um, 
before there would be a lot of maladaptive behaviors, a lot of acting out. When Gabriel came, those really stopped or they were greatly diminished. Mm. And so after the, the holiday party, she left with Gabriel. The uh, director of the crisis nursery stopped her and said, would you please come back with him, bring him back with you. And so um, in her, she wrote a book about it. And in her book, she says she got in the car and she looked in the rear view mirror. There's Gabriel. He had had a great time and she knew something had been, something great had been started. Mm. Oh, that's uh, super important. And so it, you've, you've kind of alluded to it and talked about it a little bit, but what, what is the benefit of having a dog part of the program? Well, we have, I mean, generally, um, dogs have, um, they have such a calming influence on us. So we have a couple different programs and the dogs act in different, they benefit the kids in different ways in the different programs. But generally we know, um, like I mentioned earlier, dogs have a very calming effect. They have a great way to, um, to illustrate behaviors that we want to develop in children. Um, they're a great tool for showing those behaviors. And it's, it's just been amazing. When I go out with teams and I'm watching the dog and I see the kids interact with the dog, the change um, in these kids from the start of the hour to the end of the hour or from the start of the program to the end of the program, it's just amazing. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. But we've talked a lot about dogs. Do you just use dogs? Well, we do, um, but it's not limited to dogs. All of our teams here in Southern Arizona are dogs, but um, there's two organizations that register therapy animals. One is the Alliance of Therapy Dogs. They register dogs. There's also pet partners, and pet partners will actually register nine different species. Um, so I'm currently working on, I've got um, someone with a cat, that's a registered therapy cat. So I'm working on getting them to volunteer with us. And I just this morning talked to a woman who has rabbits and she would love to be a volunteer team with us with her rabbit. Um, so you can have, there's horses, guinea pigs, um, goats, really, uh, they're all domesticated species, but there's a lot of options for people with different kinds of pets to use their pet to do good. So uh, let me ask you based on that, do you, sit down with the individual and try to assess maybe which pet would be most beneficial for that particular situation? Well, generally, people that are interested in volunteering, they come to us. Um, and, okay. And my role in Southern Arizona in regard to our volunteers is helping them through that process. I personally don't do any assessing or registering. I can refer them to trainers. Um, I can refer them to the two registering organizations. So we, we help them. We provide the resources to learn more to get their pet registered as a therapy pet. Okay. Well, kind of doing diving into this a little bit more, what specific programs do you at Gabriel's, Gabriel's Angels, I'll get it right one of these times, Gabriel's Angels, what, do you, what, what specific programs do you offer? So we have a program called, we call it ABC. It's, it stands for Animals, Books, and Children. Hmm. And what that is is a volunteer team. So the pet, you know, typically a dog, and the volunteer visit with first, second, or third graders over a 12 to 14 week period once a week. 
They spend 20 minutes with each child. Then each student has been identified um, as being behind in their reading. So they work on their reading with them. And we know that um, being behind in reading also comes with other with other issues. It comes with a lack of confidence. I mean, really is the, the dominant uh, issue that we see. Having a dog in the room with a kid that is not confident about reading makes a lot of difference. Um, we've even had teams where if the child doesn't want to read out loud, we can tell them, you know, Stanley's hard of hearing. Lift his ear and read to him. And a kid who will not read aloud in class or with our volunteer will read aloud to a dog. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because a lot of times the dogs are just, they're just chilling out. They're on the floor on a blanket and the kid, you know, the student may have just their hand on a dog and they're just reading away. Uh, just the presence of that dog really helps them read more. And, and we've seen that, you know, over the course of that program, um, their reading improves, but also their confidence. Their confidence really improves a lot, too. That's excellent. So you talked about ABC. Mm-hmm. Are we, there other programs? Yep. We also have a program. We casually call it group, um, but group is actually animal-assisted activities. And that is an ongoing program where our team visits twice a month. And we do that in schools, middle schools, high schools. We also do that a lot in um, partner facilities throughout town. So we see pre-teens and teens. And in Southern Arizona, most of our teams are in partner facilities. In that program, the team spends an hour twice a month with the same group of individuals. Um, We max the group out at 10. And they work on activities. Um, And those activities are geared towards using the dog to teach about seven core behaviors, right? And those seven core behaviors are toleration, affiliation, respect, empathy, attachment, self-regulation, and confidence. Mm. Now, I know, you know, those behaviors are never something that, that I ever really thought about. But, you know, when you look back, I know I was raised with understanding those behaviors. Those behaviors were were part of my upbringing. For a lot of the kids that we see, um, they're just not. And so you can imagine if you're a teen and you're, you know, becoming a young adult, if you're lacking in one of those behaviors, it's going to dramatically affect your relationships, your ability to get or maintain a job. Um, So the dog is a great tool in those groups because they, they have to show respect for the dog. Um, if, even if they're doing tricks with the dog, they have to be tolerant and respectful of each other and take turns. So there's a lot of things that we can do in those groups that um, they're fun and they're active and they use the dog, but what they're really doing is teaching those core behaviors. Yeah, I, I love uh, the couple that you mentioned, confidence and respect. Uh, you know, obviously as we're developing the future workforce, uh, we want to make sure that that uh, these kids understand uh, being in a respectful environment. Right. And of course, a lot of what we hear today is kids are addicted to social media, and there are certain things that happen in social media that maybe aren't so respectful, right. uh, but it, that can also drive down their their level of confidence. Uh, and so, it's really important for programs like this to to focus on those attributes that can build those uh, build those things within these kids up. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're 100% correct. I went with a team recently to um, one of our partner facilities, and um, the team and I, and actually the individuals that we're going to be, you know, participating with that day, we're in the lobby. The staff was just running a little late. And there was a young teenage girl there who would tell the dog commands. She would say, sit. And the owner was handing her treats. So she would tell the dog, sit or lay down. This particular dog also does the command, take a nap, which is the cutest thing you've ever seen. Because um, she just lays down flat and then they cover her with a blanket. But the, <laughs> so, but the point is, the girl would tell the dog commands. And as we're waiting, the, the handler, you know, our volunteer said, I, I don't remember your name. Would you tell me your name? And she looked at him and smiled and shook her head no. But wow. she continued talking to the dog, right? And then, you know, two minutes later, he said, um, are you sure? I know I've known your name before. Are you sure you don't want to, you know, share your name? Or do you want to tell me what you want to do today? And she looked at him and she shook her head no. So she would talk and interact with the dog, but she would not talk to the adult. Hmm. And so through the next hour, you know, I watched her and she is not talking with other individuals in the group. About halfway through, she started to a little more. And I, it's thanks to the dog. I mean, the dogs absolutely can do things for these kids that, um, in a way that, that we just can't. You know, the dogs really have, just their presence is really a gift. Yeah, absolutely. But ultimately, she started to open up. So, I mean, the goal, of course, is to make it more than just talking to the animals. It's now transitioning or help her, helping her to transition to speak to the adults that are there. Yeah, absolutely. And so you can see that change in her just over that hour period. Mm. But I know with this team, I went with them probably two months ago, and the change in the group overall is is really been fantastic. I mean, they um, they engage with, with each other more. They engage with our volunteer more. So it's, it's really it's, – um, it's an interesting dynamic. I love being a part of that process. I love seeing the progress and the impact that our teams have. Absolutely, yeah. That story was was great to hear. Um, love to hear the actual impact um, that it's having on on these kids. So thank you for telling that story. That was that was excellent. If you have joined us midstream, you are listening to the business of a weekly radio show broadcast on the Arizona Lotus Corp stations every Sunday morning and can be found on the Chamber's website at tucsonchamber.org slash thebusinessof. I'm Michael Guyman, President and CEO of the Chamber, and our topic is the business of pets helping kids, sitting here with Pi from Gabriel's Angels. So, uh, Pi, uh, wh- where do you visit? Well, we, we visit schools. I mean, our ABC program is done in, in grade schools. Um, our group program is done also in grade schools, but also in partner facilities. So, I mean, currently now we do the ABC program um, in amphitheater schools, in Continental School District, Vail, Marana, TUSD, Flowing Well, Suarita, and Sunnyside. Mm. And our part- all over. All over. Yeah, I I see a lot of the I see a lot of Southern Arizona. <laughs> right. Um, 
But um, our, our group program is done in different um, behavioral health facilities uh, throughout southern Arizona. Um, a lot of them are residential. A lot of the groups we see are in that facility for maybe as long as six months. Um, and we see groups that are dealing with anxiety, dealing with addiction. Um, we go to one group, which is primarily uh, teen girls that self-harm. Um, so we, we see a lot of variety. Um, and, but our approach is always the same. It's always, mm -hmm. we're still always going to work on those seven core behaviors. Uh, yeah, exactly. But one side benefit is, um, well, actually two side benefits is one, um, a lot of these individuals have not been home in a long time. They miss their dogs. They miss their cats. And, you know, they tell us, you walk in the room like, oh, I haven't seen my dog in so long. And so just to be able to spend time with the dog is a bright spot in their day. Oh, very that's much. wonderful. Yeah. That is wonderful. Uh, we've talked a lot about, uh, you know, uh, the team, uh, about what you do, about the, the places that you go. Uh, but talk a little bit more of what are these volunteer teams? Well, they're fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I, um, I, you know, I've, I've worked with different nonprofits, but I tell you, working with a group of volunteers and supporters that are dog lovers and want to help kids uh, is just fantastic. I can't say enough good things about our volunteers. Mm -hmm. um, we do, you know, they're primarily retired, um, but we do have people that volunteer with us that have full-time day jobs and they just do visits in the evenings or weekends. Um, they, they really do a lot. I mean, this is something that they feel good about. I know they personally um, get a lot of um, benefit from it. Mm -hmm. um, because they're they're doing work they love. They're seeing the impact on these kids, and, and they get to spend time with their dog. Um, so right. they, they're really great. How many volunteers would you say you have? Right now, I just have about 19. 19, okay. Yeah. We, um, I, you know, I think COVID, we took a little hit from COVID, so I'm working very hard to try to build that up. Um, we have... Um, we have a lot of requests. So I have an ongoing list of places and schools that want a team to visit. Um, and I just simply, I don't have enough teams to, to send there. Um, so I'm really trying to build up the number of teams that we have so that we can provide this um, throughout more of Southern Arizona. So a nice little segue into that. We have a lot of listeners and so if those listeners out there are interested in becoming part of the therapy team, how do they do that? Well, the best way to do that is just to email info at gabrielsangels.org. And then from there, I'll get in touch with them. And I just I want to add, I would say all of our therapy dogs are extraordinary dogs. And Every time I'm with a team, I tell them sincerely, your dog's my favorite dog because they're great. <laughs> they are they're extraordinary dogs. That said, it does not take an extraordinary dog to be a therapy dog. Um, so I've had a lot of um, very often potential volunteers or people who are interested will contact me and they'll say, ah, you know, I've got three dogs and this one does this and the second one does this and the third one, you know, I'm really not sure. So I say, here's trainers in our area that train for therapy. 
why don't you take them and go get an assessment done? See what they think. Mm-hmm. And usually they come back and they're so excited because, you know, the trainer said, yeah, you know, you can. This dog absolutely can be a therapy dog. So once people, um, if they're interested, I'd urge them to email us and I'll get back in touch. We help through that whole process. I can help um, contact them, put them in contact with trainers. I can help them um, identify which organization they want to register through. We do all the training. We provide all the materials. I go alone on visits. I mean, that is my job to support our volunteers and make them comfortable and successful. Yeah, that that's an important distinction, Pi, because as you've explained, you have dogs within your network at, at Gabriel's Angels. But if there are those out there who think that their dog might be able to uh, to be that that great um, pet or uh, support animal for these kids, you do have trainers that can help assess whether or not uh, uh, those dogs can ultimately uh, you know be helpful as well. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the trainers that we refer to, they're very familiar with Gabriel's Angels. They know exactly what we do. Um, they know exactly what the evaluation criteria is. So they're, they're just great resources. That's, that's excellent. And, and as we've talked about earlier, it could be a cat. It could be a bunny. It could be <laughs> you name <laughs> it. It could be a guinea pig, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you added that in because I would love it. I would love to have different types of animals as therapy pets in our program here. Oh, that's that's excellent. So, uh, talked about a lot of things, but what do you feel Gabriel's Angels needs the most? Well, we did talk about volunteers, and I just I would like to stress again how much need there is in our community. I, I keep an ongoing list of places that want us, that need us. They see the value in having a pet therapy team come and visit. They understand the positive impact that our programs have on their students or on these individuals. Um, so volunteers, I would love to build this program and have more volunteers and support our community even more than what we do. The second thing is we're a nonprofit, um, mm-hmm. and so we need support. Um, we do not, there is no fee for service with Gabriel's Angels. Oh, that's important to know. Everything we do is free to the facility, free to the school. Um, so if, if your listeners are dog lovers, they care about kids. I mean, what a great combination, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, please check us out. You know, please go to gabrielsangels.org, learn more about what we do, email us. I'm happy to reach out and consider supporting us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the old uh, politician's adage, you know, don't you you can't say anything bad about kids or animals, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're, it's all positive at Gabriel's it really, Angels. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. So I, you know, what uh, to talk about needing needing funds? Where do most of your funds come from? Is it all private donations? Well. We, except for fee-for-service, we function like many other nonprofits. I mean, we have individual donations. We get um, funds from grants. Okay. Um, and we do events. Um, but it's we are dependent on that. We are really dependent on um, grants and individuals to support us. Okay. Is, it, is this a unique service, not only in the Tucson and Southern Arizona region, but across the country? I mean, is this is this kind of a best practice example that we have here in our region 
uh, that that we should showcase more. I think you. I think we should definitely showcase it more. We're not. We're unique in that our programs. We're very program focused. Um, my volunteers here in Southern Arizona, they volunteer for other organizations as well. I mean, there's, there's therapy teams going to hospitals, hospices, retirement homes. I mean, they're going out all over town. Um, and, but, but I don't know of another organization that provides therapy teams with the programs that, that we do um, with a very focused um, end goal. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was just trying to get to the, the, uh, the important distinction that Gabriel's Angels has over maybe some other similar concepts, but it sounds like it's 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 pretty unique, and and the service that you provide is uh, ultimately very beneficial to to the kids and and to uh, to our community. Quite frankly, it is. I mean, I would I would say that we certainly value all volunteering that pet therapy teams do. Um, but you're right, we are unique in that we we have a program that we focus on. Um, we have goals, we measure our impact. Um, so we're, we're much more focused than some other volunteer opportunities. Okay. So as we're wrapping up, remind the listeners where they can go, how they can donate, all that kind of stuff. How can they get in touch with you? Best way to do that is visit gabrielsangels.org. Uh, you can donate there. You can learn more about us there. You can contact us there. Um, we also hold information sessions on the last Tuesday of every month. Um, so if anybody's interested, sign up for an info session. We do those virtually. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a great opportunity because we have reps from the two registering organizations. We have a therapy team. It's a great opportunity to learn more, ask questions. Um, so you can sign up for those on our website as well. Oh, that's great. Although maybe those sessions would be better in person or can you say in dog? Because, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it's great when I have a volunteer contact me or sign up. I always I always contact them directly. I say, hey, would you like to meet and learn more? And they're like, yeah, I'll bring my dog. I'm like, that's great. Uh, let's, the, let's meet them. Exactly. Pi, this has been fantastic. I uh, really appreciate what you and Gabriel's Angels does for our kids and our community. So thank you so much for being here this morning. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. In case you didn't catch this episode from the beginning, or you'd like to listen to it again, please visit our website or search for Tucson Metro Chambers, The Business Of, on your favorite podcast app, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast, and go ahead and subscribe. If you'd like to be our guest or sponsor, please send an email to thebusinessof at tucsonchamber.org. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you to check out Tucson Metro Chambers' website at tucsonchamber.org for the latest events, to peruse our business directories filled with chamber members in a variety of industries like Gabriel's Angels, or to find information about joining the chamber. You can also visit our events page where you'll find our events such as Chamber Exchange, Coffee and Contacts, Workforce on Tap presented by the Talent Store, Issues with a Twist presented by Arizona State University, the Tucson Restaurant Advisory Council, now presented by Pepsi, and our Copper Cactus Awards coming up on September 22nd at Casino del Sol, sponsored by Wells Fargo. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Chamber of Commerce Day.